Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. In our language, in is a colloquial thing in Nigeria. Jakwa means to try and go abroad, to leave Nigeria. But you might, you, you might think you're escaping one thing, but you might be going to something that is even worse. Yes, you know, there's electricity there. There's, you know, schools are working. The economy is not as bad, as difficult as in Nigeria. But then there's the other side. So if you look at it, which one is better? So turn to your neighbor and say, we all need patience. <laughs> Whether you are here or you jackpot, you will need patience. You're going to need God wherever you are. You are in Nigeria, you need God. You are in America, you need God. You are in England, you need God. You are in Australia, you need God. The, the, the the, it's the same devil. Different pressures coming from different angles and that's why we have need of now uh uh james he says count it all joy i didn't hear you we started with my brethren i say my brethren <laughs> count it all joy now turn to your neighbor and say remember that the joy of the lord is your strength so you can read it this way say my brethren Count it all strength when you fall into diverse temptations like I've been describing. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Uh, 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 modern translation say puts patience to work. When you face temptation, when you face difficulty, when you face trials, it causes the virtue of patience to come into operation. You, you, you're supposed to re- begin to release and exercise patience when you're falling into different um, temptations and, 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 and trials. Then verse 3, verse 4 rather, but let patience, I didn't hear you, I didn't hear you, I didn't hear you, have her perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. There is no perfection without patience. So if you want to go into perfection, God is going to allow. Underline the word allow. It's not God who brings it. But he will allow diverse temptations and trials to come into your life so that you will be, I don't want to use the word forced, but really that's what it is. You you will be forced Put patience to work. Because without patience, you will not be made perfect. Let patience have her, the word perfect means complete. Let it have a complete work so that you can be um, perfect and entire and wanting nothing. The Amplified Bible says that, you know, so that you can be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. So if there are still some defects in your soul, God will allow 
certain temptations and trials to come so that you will put patience to work. And as you put patience to work, those, those defects will be gradually overcome. It's the same thought that he brings out earlier on. We read in the book of Hebrews in, 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 in chapter 10, where he said that we believe to the saving of the soul. You see, if, if I begin to exercise patience, what will happen is that my mind, my will, and my emotions will get say, more saved, if I can use that expression. Because my will, because I'm exercising patience in these things, you know, uh, we're going to see them in a minute, you know, uh, uh, my will becomes more humble, my mind becomes more enlightened with revelation knowledge, my emotions become more controlled by the fruit of the Spirit. The more I exercise patience, the more my soul gets saved. That's what he's talking about. That, you know, let patience have her complete work. Let, let it finish its work so that you will ultimately be perfect. You will be entire and you will not want for anything. So many times uh, uh, we wonder why God allows certain difficulties to come into our lives. God, you know. And it's not because you're doing anything wrong. In fact, sometimes it's because you're doing the right thing. The Bible says that persecution and affliction arises for the word's sake. So what do you do? Exercise patience. You look at the problems of Nigeria. You look at the problems of the United States. You look at the problems of the United Kingdom. You know, and all the countries of the world. You know, and, and you... you, you I, I, I can say this for Olubi Johnson, my, I myself, because I've been preaching some of these things for 20, 30 years. You know, I've been expecting the manifestation of sons of God since, you know, the late 90s. Because I knew we came to the third day in 1995, you know, the, the refining of the knowledge, the clarity of the understanding, you know, it, God was taking us through a process. And here we are now in 2023, and we're still expecting. What are we going to do? Have patience. You know, because you see, Satan knows, even if you don't know, that the manifestation of the sons of God is the game changer. There was one prophetic utterance that was given by a lady, you know, Jean Lee, I think it was, in, when was it, 1600 and something. This was during Passover. There was no even manifestation of the sons, you know, there was no baptism of the Holy Spirit. But this woman, you know, she, she used to tap into the Spirit, you know. And uh, in one of the utterances she made, you know, she said that, you know, it will settle all controversies. Completely. Settle all arguments. He, he, Satan knows that this perfection, the fullness of Christ, manifestation of the sons of God will be the game changer. All the problems I highlighted, you know, financial problems that we're having in Nigeria, you know, the uh, security issues that we're having in Nigeria, you know, then the moral issues they're having in the Western world on this LBTQ and, you know, and then, you know, uh, America is full of guns. America has more guns than people. 
I just got back, you know, I went on a trip. I had to go and minister to some people, you know, and I, I, went, to, I went to Houston. My son is there, you know, because he's uh, get, trying to get a job there now because he's finished his, uh, his uh, master's and his bar exam and all of that, you know. And, you know, we, were, we went on a bus tour. You know, it was my uh, CMS old boys. So they arranged a tour around the town of Houston, you know, and they took us to the NASA space station, you know, and we looked at it. That was very interesting, you know, where they all the, you know, the uh, space shuttle and everything. Beautiful, you know. If you ever go to Houston, I'll recommend it. But you need to spend one day there. Don't do any other thing that day. Just go there. You know, it's, it's very interesting. You learn a lot of things. So as we're coming back, you know, on, on the bus, you know, they took us past uh, jo Joel Osteen's church, you know, in, uh, in, in, you know, he has a, he has a church in, 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 in Lakewood, yeah. You know, so we we're passing the place. The next thing I just saw on the side of the road here, shooting range. That's what they do on Sunday to relax. Shooting range. It was like, you know, if somebody advertised, you know, uh, um, what should I, what example can I use in Nigeria? It's like when you take your children to, beg pardon, to, to Bar Beach or amusement center. Amusement center. Ah, so I was asking some of the, my friend, I said, should you, I said, that's what they do on Sundays. <laughs> you leave church like this. You go for lunch, then everybody packs their gun. Mommy, daddy, children. True. Everybody. In Texas, it's a lone, lone star state. Everybody packs irons. It's an open carry state. You, can, you get a license and you can carry the gun openly. You don't have to hide it. So, you, you know, then they all go to the shooting range. Grandma, mommy, everybody put on this thing. Take a gun. Bah, bah, bah. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I got a bullseye, you know. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> Joshua told me. I even saw Brother Elvon and his wife. You know, they said, he said, Pastor, that's what they do here. <laughs> and most people think that it is the wiser thing to do is for you to get a gun and know how to use it in case you have a problem. Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> Famous words from Apollo, 11, Apollo 13. In case, you know, maybe you go to the supermarket or somewhere and somebody says, at least you have your own gun and you can use it to defend yourself. That's the thinking. America's population is about 300 million. The number of guns in circulation is over 300 million. It's a problem. The only thing that can solve this manifestation of sons of God, where you're going to have a large number of people, I'm talking about in the millions and billions, it won't be everybody, but it will be, it'll be a critical, it will be a large mass. That not only will they get born again, they'll get filled with the Holy Spirit 
and the mentality of the people would change. The spiritual atmosphere of the nation would change. So things like LGBTQ will go. It will be there, but it will not be significant like it is now. Guns will go. It will be there, but it will not be significant like it is now. The economy, the, the politicians that are corrupt, we come to Nigeria now, they will go. There will still be a few of them, but they will not be able to do anything because the righteous will be in authority. Oh, can somebody give the Lord a clap offering? That's why we have need of patience. So that we will be perfect, entire, wanting nothing, bring down the glory that will settle all controversies and change the whole. Somebody was, you know, texting me a few days ago, you know. He used to, you know, he used to come to this church this many years ago, but he lives in Lagos now. But he still has spiritual connection. He still contacts me. So he, he now sent me something about, you know, the politicians and all the, you know, the money and all the things that they were doing. And, you know, how, how are we going to, how are we going to navigate through this? The amount of money they're paying themselves. I'm trying to look for the right adjective. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's criminal. <laughs> People are suffering. And they're still paying themselves all kinds of bonuses and all of that. Something will be done. But it will not be man who will do it. Because if man does it, we're going to get into, we will no longer lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So God says, step aside. You can't do it. I will do it. I will remove them without human hand. So, so I now sent him a text back. I said, I said, we're praying. I said, and God will take care of all of this. You know, then I sent him Job uh, chapter 34 and Job chapter 20, you know, and how God is going to deal with the wicked. Ah, he said, Pastor, you're so optimistic. <laughs> he said, but, but coming from somebody like you, it gives me hope because I know you will not talk carelessly. So I told him, yeah, you know, it will happen. Then he said, he said, the other thing that is disturbing him is the fact that even many people in the church are themselves corrupt. So the people who are supposed to be praying and the people who are supposed to be changing the situation, they themselves are a part of the problem. And that, you know, instead of bringing this deliverance you're talking about, Pastor, you know, he said they're going to bring judgment. Because they're doing the, 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 the church itself. Many people in the church themselves are corrupt. The members in the church themselves give bribe. They do all of these corrupt things. You know, they live in sin. So the people who are supposed to be praying for the deliverance of the nation are themselves corrupt. So instead of bringing deliverance, they bring judgment. So I now text him back. And I said to him, I said, don't worry. God said, if I can find 10 people, he told uh, um, Abraham about Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, I will spare the place. 
I said, we are not many, but we are enough. Yes, the church, there's a lot of corruption inside the church. There's a lot of sin inside the church. There's a lot of things going wrong inside the church. However, there are still some righteous people inside the church. And there are still some people in the church who are praying and who are living around. I said, because of them, like God told so to, um, Abraham, he said, if I can spare 10, ah, we are more than 10. Let's give the Lord a super clap offering. Especially if you, are, if you know you are a part of the more than 10, give the Lord a super clap offering. Then stand up and give him a, a, a standing up. If you know you are part of the more than 10. Now, if you are not sure you are part of the time, more than 10, sit down. <laughs> now, sit down. Then I send him another scripture. It's good to know the Bible. So, because that's our solid foundation. Then I said, in fact, it's even more than 10. The Bible says one third. He said, two thirds will be cut off and die. That's the corrupt part of the church. He said, but one third. He said, I will take them through the fire. You know, and I will refine them as gold and silver. So I said, don't worry. It's going to be okay. But we have need of. Everybody says, scream it. We have need of patience. Between now and then, when the, when, when the manifestation is somebody said, Pastor Libby, when will it start? I'm not God, I don't know. But I believe it's very soon. And between now and then, what am I going to do? I'm going to exercise patience. I am not going to be weary. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get angry with God. Like, you know, I, I saw something yesterday. You know, if God is God, why does he allow evil? You know, you see, this is how the unbeliever thinks. You know, and then they use it as an excuse for atheism, that I don't believe in God. Someone say, oh, yeah, I would believe in God, but when I look at all the evil in the world, if, if he's really God and he's really that powerful, he should have stopped this thing. And if he doesn't stop it, it just tells me that there is no God. That's a foolish argument. And the reason why it is foolish is because you have not read your Bible. And you don't understand the origin of evil. It's not God who brings evil. It's the devil that brings evil. And he's doing it legally because God gave the planet to man. Man foolishly obeyed Satan. That's Adam in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says sin came through one man. And without sin, all the evil you see on the earth today is happening via that avenue. And it's a legal avenue. Because God, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion. So God gave it to, and you said God is not, he, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. He's given it to the man. So when man fell, Satan now got dominion on the earth through man. But God had a plan. God now told Adam, you know, he told the devil, he said, the seed of the woman will crush your head and you will bite, you know, his heel. So God now made a plan and sent another man. <laughs> the last Adam. His name is Jesus. For this cause was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil through the first Adam. Am I talking to anybody here? Yeah, I'm getting to the preach mode now. 
Are you listening to me? So what's going to happen? What now Jesus comes, dies, pays the price. It has to be legal. But he's a man. So he too has legal right. Just like Adam. So now through Jesus and those who accept him, God now has a second avenue into the earth in order to counteract what Satan is doing through the first Adam. Now the problem is, Many of God's people on the earth don't know who they are. They don't exercise their rights. They don't pray uh, appreciably. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Many people pray, but it's not effectual. It's not fervent. And many times it avails nothing or it avails little. So what do you see? Evil. It's not God who brought the evil. It's, it's man's disobedience and wit, unwitting cooperation with the devil because most people don't even know they don't even believe that there's a devil <laughs> oh satan loves that and then he'll control you very well you know so that's the that's the reason it's not because you know so that's why god is looking for us more of us to believe these things to to exercise patience to let patience have her perfect work so we will be perfect entire wanting nothing then inherit the spirit without measure with which we can counteract the evil you see. That's the answer. Not get angry with God and say there is no God because there is evil on the earth. And let me tell you something, you know, from the book of Job, chapter 5. Pastor Quigga was sharing that with us some time ago. You know, the, 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 the joy of the hypocrite is short. This whole uh, time of, of, of Adam the lease of Adam is coming to an end. Just is coming back. We're going to get rid of all evil. Amen. But between now and then, we have need of... Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.